Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Hello, this is Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to be with you on another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone to turn our house into your home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. You know, Yetta, the other day I was thinking. You were thinking? Yes. Uh I know it's a rarity, but it happens. It's not. You think a lot, sometimes (laughs) delayed, but you think. It's awesome. That's true. Do you think it's delayed because I don't speak quickly? Uh, the Bible says, even a fool who keeps his mouth shut is considered wise. True. <laughs> so I want to make sure I'm considered wise. Okay. So you were thinking the other day. Yeah. Like, who would I like to attract in my life next? And maybe our listeners are thinking that too, who they want to attract in their life next. And I don't want you to get like... I don't know, weirded out or anything, because you're my lifer. Okay, I'm happy because you are my lifer too. <laughs> well, that's So good. you're thinking about like a new business partner or a new friend or who is next and the attributes that person has. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes even uh, in, you know, with the COVID stuff, I find maybe I don't have enough friends mm. or I don't nurture those friends enough, or maybe I need a different kind of friend that will support me in a different way. Right. So what you're going to learn on this episode of Life's Inside Track is how to use that concept of who it is you want to attract. You said you were starting a list. Yeah. So we're going to talk about how to use that list. Like in my journal. In your journal. Yes, I was writing who I would like in my life. Okay. So what will attract the person you want in your life? That's kind of what you wrote? Well, no, it wasn't actually. I was writing a list of what I wanted in the person that I want in my life. I was writing, you know, that they would be a good friend, that they would be a confidant, that they wouldn't, uh, you know expose the things I share with them unless I ask them to, that they would, um, you know, be there and accept me with my faults. You have any? The odd one, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Thank goodness grace abounds. Yes, it does. But people don't always forgive me for my faults. So I was looking for someone that's very forgiving. Okay. So as Ken's thinking about his list, I wonder if you've been starting to think about your list. What's the list of that person you would like in your life that maybe isn't there now? Or maybe it's somebody that is in your life and you just need to rebuild relationship. But here's what I would say. Consider the list deeply. Envision it. Even have like as much detail and articulation as you possibly can about that list. Great thing to do for a spouse, too. If you're thinking you're looking for a spouse. What a great thing to do. Uh, Fantastic. Like envision it and how you'll even bring them into your life, what that's going to look like and who they are, what values they have. All of that. Very important. It is. And then. What's next? This is the hard part. This is where you 
do a twist, like a double twist. I don't know how to do that when you're flipping through the air, but like, like do a double it. spy. Yeah. Spiral. Oh, a spiral. You mean yeah. like a double axle or something? Something like that. So the twist is once you've created that list, once you've envisioned it, once you've figured out who you want that person to be, they sound really awesome, don't they? <laughs> now here's the twist. Turn it upside down or kind of inside out. Turn the list up on yourself. Yeah, because if I turned it upside down, I wouldn't be able to read it. Okay. So turn the list upon yourself and recognize that you actually get to be that person to be able to attract that person into your life. Because if you're not, it ain't gonna work. Wow, that's like playing the game of Twister. It is. So what you're telling me is the list that I made right? of all those wonderful attributes of a friend that I want mm -hmm. in my life, mm -hmm. I need to be those things to yeah. attract that person? Yeah. Ooh. That sounds a little that's bit a, more fun, right? No, that's a big responsibility. Okay, so here's my question for you. How on earth did you think you were going to attract that person if you weren't first that person? I don't know. I thought they were going to complete me. <laughs> okay, so now isn't that the funniest thing ever, right? How often have we wanted someone in our life to complete us and all along, we were complete in and of ourselves. Right. So I'm looking for someone to be like the cherry on top then. Because I'm complete. The Sunday's complete. The sun. The Sunday's complete. <laughs> I'm going to say it out loud. The Sunday's complete. Nice. Whipped cream and everything? Sure. Whipped cream and everything. And when can we have one of those? <laughs> okay. Now that's another topic. You digress. So really, it's about looking at... Who is it you want? And then recognizing that that's being asked of yourself. You already know the answers. You already know how to be that person. Because here's the interesting thing. You couldn't have created that list. You wouldn't have had access to creating the list if you weren't already familiar with those attributes. Maybe you're living up to them. Maybe you're not. And yet you get to because it's the only way you're going to be able to attract and retain that person in your life. So what's your, let me, let me get this straight because I'm a thinker. I got to, so what you're saying is if I want somebody that's fit and likes to play sports or something in, in my life, then I should be fit and like to play sports to attract that person. Is that what you're saying? Sort of, because we don't have to have the exact same interest. Okay. Right? Like. Why we don't have very many similar interests. So more characteristics, like if I want someone that is truthful, then mm. I should be truthful. Yeah, that would work. If I want someone that laughs and is not that serious about themselves, they're willing to laugh at themselves, then I should laugh at myself. Uh-huh. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying that. I'm pretty good at laughing at myself now. Yeah, you are pretty good at that now. It's <laughs> awesome. And so think about what are those attributes? What are some other examples, Ken? Because as we're talking, what you may find is you're thinking, I've been confused sometimes about the people that are in my life. They don't seem as kind as me, or they don't seem as open and genuine as I am, or they don't seem maybe mm. as uh, generous. So what are you saying? That the reflection in the mirror might be a little bit false. Yeah. So if I want someone that smiles and is happy, 
then I need to be smiling and be happy. It makes it easier. So they won't come and make me happier? I doubt it. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, the story I often think about, and you've probably heard this one too, where the gentleman was moving to a new town. Like, have you ever moved to a new town? And he stopped at the gas station and he said, can you tell me, what do the people like here? What do they like? Because I'm looking for really nice people. And the attendant said to the gentleman, well, what were they like in your old town? And he said they were miserable. They were not nice. And he said, oh. So the gas attendant replied and said, sorry, you're going to find that exact same thing in this town. And then a little while later, another traveler came through that stopped at the same gas station. And he said, I'm moving to town and I want to know what the people are like here. You've been here a long time. What are they like? And he said, well, what were they like where you were coming from? And he goes, they were amazing. They were friendly. They were outgoing. They were inviting. They were generous. They were just awesome people. And the attendant said, that's what you're going to find here. That's exactly what the people are like here. So we tend to bring into our life that which we are, not that which we want to be. Ooh, say that again, Yada. We tend to bring into our life that which we are, not that which we want to be. So I need to become attractive to what I want to attract. Absolutely. Smile. Happy looks good on you. If you give a smile, you'll usually get a smile. <laughs> We've created for you access to over 423 episodes of Inside Track, where we share insider tips, techniques, thoughts, tools, those things you need for a more, more harmonious life and to make really great real estate decisions. And the best part is get access to it at home, on the go, or even from the office if you get to go there. Mm, yeah, so smiling. If someone's smiling at you, have you ever noticed that you smile back? Usually. So who should smile first is the question I have. The person that wants to have the most endorphins, the most happy chemicals, the person that is most concerned about their overall well-being, their joy, and their happiness. Mm. That's who gets uh, to go first because they get double your pleasure. You know, I heard a story. This this person woke up and they they heard that they had three smiles to give away. And they worked all day to give them away. And what they found was every time they gave away a smile, they got one back. So when they got home, they ended up, they still had their three smiles. So they could give them to the family. There you go. Which is amazing. So on this episode, you're going to learn the science and the benefits of a smile. Although we've already given you a sneak peek, there is even more. Mm, you got to, you got to. What do you oh, yeah. got there? You got a sign. I do. I have a sign. It's been in my house. Somebody gave it to me. I'm not sure if they were saying I don't smile enough or that I smile a lot. I'm not sure what the message was, but what it uh, says is smile. Happy looks good on you. Yeah. So what you're saying is if I smile, I look happy. Yeah. You know, I had a friend once and they barely ever cracked a smile. Was that you? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm getting better at smiling. You are, actually. <laughs> I was a little, you know, self-conscious of how big I smiled. And then we actually did a photo shoot. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that. It was you had a year. shock. It was one year ago, actually. Mm -hmm. And we did a photo shoot. And when I got the photos back six weeks later, I went, oh, I didn't smile enough. And I was conscious of smiling too much, like exposing too much teeth or whatever you call it. 
And I didn't look that great in the photos. I know. And the person was from California and I couldn't get her back to reshoot. And so it's interesting that you had a picture of what you look like and it really wasn't. So mirrors are important. Mirrors are important. Yes. And then, so what I've heard you say many times and we've had said to us. Uh-oh. <laughs> is, you know, I'm happy. Ken would say, I'm happy. I am really happy. I'm like happy. And you're, yet. You're going to steal my sentence, aren't you? You can say it. <laughs> Normally, what I say, because I had a friend that always kind of had a frown on their face. And I said, are you happy? And they said, yeah, I'm quite content, quite happy. And I said, would you tell your face? And what's amazing is today. I said it nicely, though. It you did. It wasn't meant to yeah, be that mean. That sounded it was, almost a little harsh right it, now. It does. It did. It did. It did. It did. But it, it was said in love. Like, what are you projecting with your face? Even in, you know, in our classes where we've been taught uh, speaking classes and yeah. videography classes and things like that. They've said, watch your resting face. You have a beautiful resting face right now. Now. Because <laughs> as I'm talking, you're aware of what your face is doing. Because what I would do, sometimes if you were talking, I would go internal and start thinking, oh, what's my next part I'm going to say? You know, What do I, people need to hear? Yeah. What, what do I want you to receive? Yeah, what, what message do I mm -hmm. want to give that's going to have an impact and help people out? Mm -hmm. And I would forget about my face. Yeah. And so my resting face was like, people were going, mm, he's a little stern or upset. He's a little mad. But I'm actually in thought. Right. It's different. So when you're in thought, be considerate of what your resting face is telling those that are around you. And now in the days of COVID and our new accessory, like who thought I was ever uh. going to be out shopping and buying online the funnest and nicest masks I could get my hands on? Like who thought masks were going to become an accessory? They're fun. They're not the nicest. Well, I think they're the nicest. The one with poppies is really nice. The one with the Canadian flags is really yes, nice. And then yes. I have three that are the best ever. Because they have smiles on them. One is just a huge teethy smile. Another one's a smile with a tongue sticking out. And the other one's a smile with the tongue off to the side. Makes me happy. And yet here's the neat thing. And this comes back to the science of smiling. Is if I'm smiling and I've got the mask on, you can't actually see my mouth at all. Like it has my mouth covered. Mm. You can still tell whether it's a genuine smile, a smile where I am smiling from deep within to let it out because my eyes will go up in the corners. The, not only does your mouth go up in the corners, your eyes actually go get, up in the corners. They get a little crinkly. They get a little crinkly, a little your, wrinkly. Your cheeks go up and they create that little crow's nest, crow's, crow's feet. That's what it's called, not a crow's nest. Crow's feet wrinkles. They're awesome. They look great on you, by the way. Huh? <laughs> yeah, thanks. I have quite a few of them. As you probably know, if you're watching, there's lots of them. And what's neat is if somebody is frowning, even with a mask on, you can see it in their eyes. Or if somebody is giving you an ingenuine smile, with or without a mask, you can tell in a heartbeat because their eyes don't move with the corners of their mouth. 
Mm. Like that's the science behind it. I thought that was really cool. And when you smile, when those contractions happen, it actually sends really happy hormones to your brain. And then it goes back and forth and it actually multiplies the impact. It just, it's like this really wild roller coaster yeah. ride of happiness. We've seen that. Actually, mm -hmm. I've seen that. Do you remember that time where we were learning to smile? Oh my goodness. And like we who, okay. So are you thinking right now, you people are nuts. You learn <laughs> to smile. Well, you have to it's, exercise those muscles. Right. Although they say it takes fewer muscles to smile than it does to frown. And yet you need to exercise your smiling muscles. Yeah. And so- we would come into uh, the room together in our, our tranquility room where we, we study uh, the word and we uh, ponder things. We write a lot. And usually that's morning time, anywhere from about 5.15 to 6.30 or so. Mm -hmm. And we learned to smile at each other until we caught each other's face. Mm -hmm. And it's contagious. Smiles are contagious. They are so And contagious. the feelings would change in our bodies. Mm-hmm that we were excited about being up at that time in the morning instead of really drowsy for right. me anyways. Right. It's so cool. And when you initiate, Ken mentioned it a minute ago, like who initiates with a person that wants to win the biggest, if you want to win the biggest in the happiness lottery, you simply smile first because you're going to get the first chance. You're going to get the third chance and it is actually going to get bounced back and forth and you win bigger. And if you want to join forces with us, if you're thinking, I want in on this smile campaign, <laughs> there's two different ways to do it. One is every time you catch us on video or on any of our social media channels or even out and about, smile at us. Smile to everybody you know and see if you can check out their eyes even behind the mask and see if people think you're smiling when you think you are because maybe you are, maybe you aren't. And then also at Solid Rock Realty, we have joined forces a few years ago with an organization that helps with smiles. Yeah, Operation Smile. And they go into uh, other countries mm -hmm. and they'll do cleft palate repair and uh, cleft lip repair. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like $240 to give mm -hmm. a new smile. And it takes about 45 minutes in the operating room. So one of the things we did for Christmas is we gave a couple smiles away. Yeah, which is so fun. In life, you don't attract what you want. You attract mm -hmm. who you're being. We've enjoyed over 30 years of coming alongside you, of growing not only real estate wisdom and portfolios, buying and selling, investing, also helping people develop the relationships, develop their faith, develop their fun, and develop their finances to a higher level. 30 years of helping you build your business, your life, and your home. Hmm. You know what I found, Jenna? is sometimes I attract what I want, but then I'm like a magician. It, Poof, it vanishes? Dis it disappears. Wow. The people leave me. What's that about? Well, it's interesting because on this episode, what you're going to learn a little bit about, what we're going to chat a little bit about, we're going to probably learn as well is why is it that sometimes we attract into our life amazing relationships, whether in business or whether in love relationships or whether in friendship relationships, and then they do go poof and like vanish? Yeah. 
So help me out. Why is that happening? Well, I think it's a little bit like, and if you're listening on the radio, you won't see this, but if you are live. That's a beautiful mask. Right. I have this gorgeous mask. It's gorgeous, right? Like, it's really very, very beautiful. And oh, sometimes. And it, actually, your blue eyes show up really nice. They do. It. You can still see my blue eyes. Yes. And the interesting thing is it's not one of these COVID masks because I got those hanging around, too, because now you can't, like, Ooh, see me if you me wear at both, all. then I have no clue who you are. And no your clue. red stripe in your hair doesn't give you away at all. Well, it does and yet what can sometimes happen is we're wearing a mask that we're not even really aware we're wearing so it, i think what you're talking about is sometimes we've got what's maybe called the imposter syndrome so we don't recognize we're being an imposter it's not a conscious uh, thought i get it i get it so you're saying like when i go on the first date or the first few dates i'm on my best behavior right and or even meeting a new friend. You're thinking, I want to. You're not even consciously thinking because I don't necessarily consciously you think. You think I want to impress somebody? Yeah, you, you want to impress somebody. You, we want to be good friends with the people we're meeting because I think you're really cool and I think you're really nice. And so I want to show up the best version of myself. And yet if that's not sustainable, if that is not intentionally put on, because I don't think very many people intentionally put on what they're not. Mm. And I don't think you do either. I know but you when well you enough. Get comfortable, you let your guard down a little bit. Right. Some of those inner nastinesses uh, come out. Right. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. So you were talking, we were talking about this before we got on air, and you had an insight that was actually kind of hard for you to embrace around business in particular. And I think it would be appropriate because it's hard for you to see yourself in this unless we open it up a little bit by sharing the odd or occasional, Mm -hmm. and it is an odd story, the occasional story, double play on word there, an occasional story about how it showed up in our life. Because maybe this showed up in your life. We have a tendency not to see ourselves the way we are, but the way we want to be seen. And when you have a really good friend, sometimes they'll tell you how you're really showing up. Mm-hmm. Or your employee. Shine employ- the mirror on you. Right. right. Or your employees. Yeah. So what So what happened for me was mm. uh, actually two-sided. It's a two-sided coin. I want to talk about both sides of the coin. The one side of the coin is um, my personality is a little bit of shyness. I'm introvert. And I'm... And you might be thinking, how can he be so funny on CHRI when, you <laughs> know, when, he's, when he's introverted and whatever? Yeah, but when I'm getting to know a new person or, or I don't know anybody at a party or I don't know anybody in a business mm-hmm. situation, I'm very quiet. I'm contemplative and I can be seen as cold and aloof. And sometimes relationships don't happen, whether it's business relationships or friend relationships because the first impression I give off is icy, chilly, cold. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. I've heard yeah. it. <laughs> don't, 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 don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> you know what? We're yep. usually- I was hoping for a little more encouragement than yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, people around us already know. So it's not like it's a secret. So I might as well be direct. But yes. that's not necessarily what got you in the most trouble. Oh, well, that's the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. The other side of the coin is um, I really wanted to be a team player. I wanted to have 
to grow a big company, build a nice, a great team. And that's you know, what you, that's what your heart that desire was. was my heart was, desire your passion, was. Your... Right. But how I was behaving was from a childhood thing where uh, at the age of seven. Oh, we don't go there. Oh, yes, we can go there. <laughs> at the age of seven, this is like therapy on the radio. This is great. Um, my parents bought a resort. And they started working 16 hours a week serving and No, a and day. Cleaning. Not a no, week. Sorry. That yeah. would be correct. 16 hours a week would be pretty easy. Awesome. Right? And in the yeah. winter, it was like that. Yes. In and the in winter, the they summer, didn't work at all. I got a lot of them. But in the in the in those sort of eight months, they worked 16 hours a day. Yeah. I didn't see them. And so I learned independence. I learned to cook for myself. I learned to fend for myself. Uh, you learned to work really good. You uh, were a great chambermaid. You moved, You worked at the concession stand. Thank you very much. <laughs> I got you chambermaid. That's more fun. You cut grass. You were a fish guide. You were a water skier dude. Yeah. Like you did all kinds of stuff, right? Oh, I did all and that's, kinds of things. That's actually made you a very valuable human being to me. <laughs> yeah, because I can make a bed. Yeah. And clean make, the toilet. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but that independence actually chased away great team members mm. because they came on to support me in the dream and support themselves and develop the dream for themselves as well as with you and for you yes and so i had to Shared learn vision. i had to sure learn not to be so independent not always to give my idea my idea is the best it's not it's my idea of the highway right you know yeah. that kind of thing and i brought on some great managers um, now we have a fantastic ceo and she runs the business it's great and you got out of the way i yes the odd time i throw myself in front of the way but she's good she just kicks me out of the way and keeps on trucking so it's it's awesome yeah and maybe you can see yourself in that story that sometimes a behavior that is really good like independence can be a good thing until it pushes away the people that you most need and want in your life absolutely so how are you being that maybe isn't working for you isn't bringing the people that maybe they'll come but they won't stay hmm. so being myself can be a winning formula but also being myself, if it's not working, if it's a blind spot, mm -hmm. can be detrimental. And that's why you need a good person. I did some surveys. You remember that? Yes. Send out surveys to employees, to people that knew me, and ask about blind spots and what, you know, how do I handle this and that? Mm -hmm. and, and boy, you got to have... I was going to say tough skin. You got to be open to improving to put one of those surveys out to like 20 people asking them, what's the truth about how you be? Yeah, I did it with 50. It was, it was courageous, it was brave, and it was wild. So you attract people by the qualities you display and you keep them by the qualities you possess. And we're honored to be your advocates on the journey of real estate and of life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.